What's up, guys? Here with you, FC Wonder Kid, episode 131. Here with my guy, Bredson. How are you? Uh, I'm doing really well. I'm like a kid on Christmas with the U-17 World Cup started. I know that most of these rosters, you you won't see a lot of these players ever again, but there's always those gems that come on out, and we're already starting to see it. But we've got so much more on the docket. Uh, We've got Tottenham. We've got Newcastle. We've Mm -hmm. got UCL. We've got all sorts of stuff. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, episode 131. Uh, let's get started, man. You ready to true, go? It's true. Never forget when England played Spain in that iconic final that Phil Foden, what a player he was in that under-17 World Cup that England won. But let us know down true. below, wonder kids that are balling out that we haven't mentioned in previous podcasts and that you think we will be mentioning in episode 131. Because I can say, people, yeah. it's Noah Darvish that's coming and it's many more, <laughs> many more players that we're going to be mentioning. Yeah in this podcast but yes oh, yeah. it's a question will they be ending in the top four and i think it is uh yes <laughs> what do you reckon okay. Bretton, with what's happening <laughs> you you think it's a yes i that, think that, it's i mean a that, yes. that didn't wow okay um i i think a tough reality is set in here mm. uh unfortunately it's the reality of uh well, injuries. Injuries do happen. And no amount of happiness or no amount of posturing um, has Big Ange kind of ready for this. Um, I I think that that loss mm-hmm. um, was kind of a microcosm of maybe things that were going to show themselves later on in the season anyway. Um, but Madison down for a while. Van de Ven, I think, is obviously the, the, the punch in the... Oh, man, that's the punch in the face. Uh, Romero's dumb red card that puts him out for a while. But uh, these injuries we know are part of the game, um, mm-hmm. but it, it, it just doesn't feel like Spurs is going to have the depth to be able to deal with this, and they're out long enough that it, these fixtures are coming thick and fast. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't... I don't Look. know. I don't know. And I'm I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say third, fourth at best, uh, beyond this, depending on whether or not Madison uh and the crew can come back real healthy. And man, it started off okay against Wolves. It's it started true. off okay. It's but, true. But nothing nothing prepares you. I don't care how many injuries you've got to give up two injury time goals again. Again, the second fixture in a row to give up two injury time goals to Wolves. Um, hey, but it you know, was that, that they tells were with me nine men. It, they were with nine men against Chelsea. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that. I, I, I and, hear that. And I do. I do think that the game against Wolves, they do. They do rely a lot on their fullbacks with Udogi and obviously right. with James Madison. But I do think right. that Wolves deserved that win because Wolves right now at home, Molino is becoming like Aston Villa, a bit of a fortress, okay? And against big teams, against the big six, Wolves at home in six games in 2023 in the Premier League, they got five Mm. wins. And the last two were against Man City and against Tottenham. Two teams that are balling out in the Premier League. So Pedernet, it's working out. Sean Dyche football, okay? I like what I see. I like what I see. But about Tottenham, I completely agree (laughs) Mm -hmm. with what you're saying, Bretton. James Madison out until 2024 is a huge loss for this team. This was literally one of the best players bought in the transfer summer market, okay? And it was three. Mm -hmm. Madison has three goals, 
five assists in the Premier League. He was absolutely vital. But I do think we might be talking a lot more about Brennan Johnson. He's, he's, he's sure. he costs forty million. That and, and that's that's an important type player that can appear in these types of moments. Okay, and I like to see Pedro uh, Porro. No doggy, but Pedro Porro was very involved in the progressive passes and how the team build up too. So I think he's going to be a player that will be shining ahead in this season. But yes, Burton, well, you said it. Tottenham need defensive mm -hmm. depth, especially now when we see Mickey van der Ven out, Romero with a red card, and we yeah. obviously need a new striker too with Tottenham, okay? Richarlison is not enough. Son is a lot of times playing striker, but they need to fix it, okay? And I, honestly, mm -hmm. we're going to be mentioning five strikers or a lot of strikers that you must know in this podcast ahead, but this is something that they got to address with Ange Postegoglu, that Ange Postegoglu has had the best start I've ever seen from a Tottenham manager, okay? Winning the manager Absolutely. of the month in August, mm -hmm. September, October. That is unreal. And improving players like Papsar, Bisuma, they're looking unreal. Mm -hmm. Pedro Poch was once called one of the worst transfers done by Tottenham. <laughs> Ridiculous. And Ange Postegoglu is proving all the haters wrong. And new culture is well, being built. And it's unfortunate well, there's injuries. It is unfortunate, uh, as uh, we'll talk about Newcastle in a second, because they're uh, and Manchester United. I mean, they, they've got injury lists uh, mega, mega long. We don't talk about United's that much because of how much money they've spent to assemble that squad. But listen, Spurs, they're going to be missing a facilitator. And that's what Madison was. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was glue. He was absolute glue. And now I I'm with you. Brennan Johnson, great talent. Kulisevsky. A little bit one-directional at times, but he can have a game when he wants to. Mm -hmm. And so, all that's great, but who is the facilitator? Who is the organizer? Who is um, the one that makes sure that each of those guys get a chance uh, moving forward? And Big big Ange, that's going to be a massive challenge for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about, obviously, Nico Jackson turning up the heat uh, for Chelsea to beat Spurs late on Patrick. against nine men. But it was Big Ange still playing a high line man, offering, mm -hmm. offering up that open goal to him. So I, I really think Big Ange is going to learn here. Um, and it's just amazing what one week does. You know, it's just amazing what one week does, considering the tune that you and I have had within one week. And I don't think it's a waffling it. type of situation. I still have it. I still have it, man. Yeah. Wolves is a tough team to beat at home. And then, the, yeah. like, the Chelsea game, look, it happens when you have with nine men. Situations happen. Two big injuries yeah. with Mickey van der Ven and Madison. Udogi out. Another, yeah. and then you get another player sent out. It just happens. I completely yeah. understand. And it's the yeah. first time no. that he's back-to-back -back losses and since he's arrived to. So, Big True. Ange, keep True. going. Uh, keep going. And Vicario. Vicario has, asser has asserted himself well, even through this, in my opinion. So, um, I... I, I I think you're right. Uh, you're you're good to be rosy about it, or you're good to be um, confident mm -hmm. about it. They didn't get this far um, to not get you know and knocked around a little bit and be able to come back. Mm -hmm. But it is really really interesting um, because these are players that will be out as the fixtures grow and grow and grow. I mean, a, a, in terms of uh, what three games in a week, we're talking holiday season. You need these players back, but you also can't rush them back. Um, and that's the thing. And that, that's the difference between a Manchester City and Spurs right now is that clear depth, right? That clear 
depth behind uh, where, okay, it might not be like for like, but they all know their roles. No. And a lot of this squad is still getting used to them. And I just got to bring up Newcastle for a second because Newcastle's literally going through kind of a baby version or pretty much the exact version of this whole thing. They have 12 first squad players, first team players. They have 12 players out the door. Almiron being the, the latest um, to fall out to the Who point where Kieran Trippier, after the loss to Bournemouth, Kieran Trippier uh, got on, what, what do you, you know, got into a no, little bit of a fracas. Yeah, he spoke to the fans. Exactly, yeah, spoke to the, the fans game. and he said, what do you want from us? We're injured. We're playing our best, which is very true. But listen, one thing I got to bring up about Newcastle that Eddie Howe definitely needs to fix. They have won two out of nine road games. Two out of nine road games. That's previous to this list growing longer than, you know, a starting 11. And you're including so Champions League. they still League. have – I'm including Champions League. They still sure. have work that has to be done. Um, but but here's, here's the interesting situation with Newcastle. With Spurs, you're going to see it as well. Um, when, when these players fall, right – uh, somebody else needs to step up. And it was great to see, even if it was a very tiny silver line, lining for Newcastle, it was great to see their academy gem, Lewis Milley, 17 years old midfielder, get his first Premier League start. I um, so I I, I, I I hope, you know, that I think anyone with Champions League ambitions, mm -hmm. uh, they probably would rather not be starting um, Lewis Milley just yet. But listen, um, what I, is it? Uh, you know, volatility breeds opportunity, right? Craziness breeds opportunity, and that's what's going to happen in these situations for Spurs, for Newcastle, hell, even for Manchester United. You've said a um, lot. You've but... said a lot and compared a lot of situations <laughs> in the sense that Tottenham and Newcastle are in the situation yep. of fighting for top four. And I do believe yep. that they're at that level. Man United too, but Man City, oh, yep. the depth they have made. I think it's Man City and Real Madrid, the best two teams in the world right now in terms of depth. The players they agree. have, Modric is on the bench at Real Madrid. And in Man City, mm -hmm. you can have like an Alvarez, a Doku, a Grealish. That's, there's no space for everyone. Foden, someone has to be on the nope. bench too. So if Man City win the Premier League this season, Ruben Diaz will be winning the Premier League every season he's been at Man City with four. And it's, <laughs> it's the first time ever in Premier League history that a team wins Four Premier League titles in a row. That solidifies two, Guardiola being the best manager ever. But with top four, with Tottenham, I believe Tottenham will be finishing top four. And look, from what how things look, I believe Newcastle will be finishing two ahead of Man United. It's mad to me the stat that, oh, Eric Ten Hag in his last five games, he's got four wins. That is propaganda yeah. talking bad of him. No, mate. The propaganda is saying that where is Varane? Why is Varane on the bench, Eric Ten Hag? And Ten Hag justified, it is about tactical reasons. Oh, yep. is it? Mm. What? Explain it. Explain it, exactly. Varane is one of the best center backs in the world when he is in form. Why isn't he? Mm -hmm. Why isn't Casemiro in form? It's embarrassing. And Winter Hoyland, nine Premier League yep. goals. No, no, nine mm. Premier League games, Vinter Hoyland, zero, yep. zero, zero Premier League goals. And that can happen. And when I see Man United play, I don't think it's Vinter Hoyland's fault not scoring those goals. Yep. He does those runs. He has the expectation to get the ball, but it doesn't land. Anthony, Sancho, Brun Fernandes, one of the best players at Man United, but you expect more 
more because that's the heritage yeah. of Man United. Top four. Well, Tottenham is completely there. Chelsea, though, Breton. Okay. I wanted to ask you because yes. we're talking Tottenham here top four. But if we're talking mm -hmm. Tottenham here top four, we got to know how Chelsea's doing because that was a f that was a big game last week. Last week, that do you believe Chelsea will be top six? Uh oh, top six. Wow. Where where did I have them in my predictions? I think I said <laughs> seventh or eighth. Mm. I had them pretty far down there. So no, I'm I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. They didn't they didn't necessarily play better than Spurs. Um, mm -hmm. I think the Romero red card obviously influenced everything. I think they were also wasteful. Hell, there were Chelsea supporters that thought felt like that was a loss, right? Even though they wound up winning, what, four to one or whatever the heck it was. Um, it, it was a kind of a farce of a game, um, in my opinion. So uh, we're obviously recording this before the Manchester City game. Uh, my guess is that they'll likely be humbled um, from that. <laughs> and it, and if, if not, if not... Um, we have not seen Chelsea even close to their best. Exactly. Yet. Um, exactly. And, and I, I don't know whether or not that's going to come um, anytime soon because I think there's still a, a lot of craziness to work through on that roster. But you've obviously got signs pointing in the right direction uh, with some of those players. Uh, we obviously know Cole Palmer is one of them, mm -hmm. right? And Cole Palmer is nothing if not uh, aggressive and, and straight for the W. Like, that's what the kid wants, and he's he's going to go for it. It's whether or not he has a ceiling, and it, we haven't really found that ceiling just yet with them. Um, and whether I, – I, I like it. I like what's going on at Chelsea. I think the Manchester City game is going to say a lot. Um, but, I, you know, top six in yeah. this field – because we're not even talking about Liverpool. We're not even talking about Arsenal. They played um, well. I mean – I say top six. six. Why? Because in this sense of – they I played against Arsenal really well i think yeah. it was the keeper's they, fault they sanchez not winning that game yeah. and against now like the, against now talks to them i if it was 11 against 11 i do think they wouldn't be looking bad against teams yep. that they need to score a goal that they need a striker that sure. they close the gaps really well like a brentford team like a wolves team they struggle chelsea yeah. but an open field yeah. game top teams playing right. against each other i think chelsea has a chance and chelsea yeah. why do i think chelsea with Pochettino, has a real chance of finishing top six. It's the list of players. Once Enzo, once Caicedo, once Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer that wanted to be a player that started in the Premier League. He didn't accept to be a substitute at Man City. Guardiola stated yeah. he wasn't happy being a substitute for Mahrez. He says, I want to be that guy. I want to be a starter because that's what Southgate needs to be impressed, okay, right now. You got Henderson, Calvin Phillips being called up for England, James Ward-Prowse mm. balling out, and he still doesn't get mm. the selection. Cole Palmer knows what he needs. And I believe by the end of the season, if Chelsea is in much better form than it is possible, this is a Blair called up for the Euros. Enzo, Caicedo, okay. Cole Palmer, Levi Colville, Reese James, these five players will have, have to be vital for Chelsea this season. And Mikhailo Mudrik, second half of the season, I want to see the same thing Rashford did last season. From January mm -hmm. onwards, Rashford balled out. I'm expecting mm -hmm. that for Mudrik because that's what more than 70 million costs. I know it's variables, Help. but that's what it costs. Yeah, well, okay, so Chelsea is, their ceiling for me is sixth place. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. I, I don't I don't see it much higher. Um, and, and you have to, I mean, they've built themselves quite a hole here. 
um, to get out of. Uh, so yeah, no, I Premier League uh, has I'm Aston Villa, um, has uh, Brighton, has a Newcastle. Like the Premier League has never been as stacked as it is right now. <laughs> Even no, a West Ham spent all the money that they sold from Declan Rice, 160 million, and Kuduzets and Alvarez yep. and Werprofs. So the Premier it's League, cutthroat. that exactly, it's cutthroat. But let us know down below what are your predictions of the Premier League? What is your top four with Tottenham? Let us know what do you think is going to be happening with Tottenham mm -hmm. with Anshay Postegoku. But this podcast, we wanted to give a special highlight to the under the underdogs of the world of football that are leading the top leagues. Improbable league winners. No, league leaders. Okay, they're still not winners. Mm -hmm. But in this video... We're going to be talking if we believe that Girona can win La Liga, if Nice will win Liga, and if Bayer Leverkusen will win the Bundesliga. Also giving the hint of who we think is favorite. Right now, mm. come on, Liga, uh, it's looking really good with Nice. Unbeaten it right is. now, nice, nice. Seven wins, five draws, unbeaten right now. Only four goals conceded. Mm -hmm. And look, this defense of Nice <laughs> that is unbelievable cost them 16 million with transfers with Melvin Barth, Todibo, mm -hmm. Dunt, and mm -hmm. Bulka. Bulka, the goalkeeper, only cost them 2 million. 2 million. Mm -hmm. And this is the best defense in the top five leagues. Oh, oh, nice. Park. Francesco Farioli. I so... Yeah, <laughs> Wonder Kid, Wonder Kid manager. I'm pretty sure he's what 36, 34, 37 years 34. old. 34. 34. Oh gosh. 34. Oh man, that is young, man. It's we got not, a new Nogglesman on hand. It's I mean, not Will but, Still, uh, but it's it's Fadioli. <laughs> yeah, true, true. And then the funny thing is, Will Still the other day couldn't make the game, so his brother stepped in, right? Hey, and he How looks identical to him. That? I thought there were twins. It's crazy. I thought there were twins. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, awesome uh well yeah but but listen nice nice has psg mm -hmm. um uh, you know well nice said. has killing mbappe killing mbappe scoring his 16th hat trick of his career <laughs> and you know and still Luis enrique is angry at him because he feels like he could do other things which the... is is not exactly it's not exactly a false statement right, to, to say but but exactly but psg is is flying domestically right now uh nice has a very stout defense, and I bet you Francesco Farioli would like to buy some goals, mm -hmm. Alex. Um, I think he would like somebody. They did yeah, get I, that Mofi. He would like to get. They did get Teramofi, and unfortunately, he has not been the Teramofi of late last season or the Teramofi of, of Lorient. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit streaky. And um, as of right now, I mean, he had been coming off the bench uh, recently. So he really, if he can get an offensive weapon. Um, to step up and start scoring goals uh, without obviously sacrificing uh, Dante and Toribo's wonderful, wonderful um, center back partnership there. Uh, mm -hmm. Then they'll be they'll be they'll be pretty good. But I, I think out of out of the ones we're going to talk about, mm -hmm. I think this one is probably least likely. And yes, I'm saying least likely uh, for Nice to beat PSG over. I think Hirona has more of a chance to win La Liga than Nice has to win Lyon. Ooh. At this moment, I love that bold statement. But but Nice is balling out. We both agree with that, and they do have five Absolutely. draws. Absolutely, they do have five they draws. Do. So they've been helped mm -hmm. a lot with these draws to be still unbeaten with this. But Teremofi, yep. going with Breton was saying Teremofi cost uh, Nice twenty two point five million for Lorient, and he's had three goals and two assists. Who's seen him last season would expect him to have a higher. 
a higher number of goals, which I believe yep. that can happen maybe in the second stage of this season. So I do yeah. we but we do agree that Nice will be finishing top three probably. Yes. Um and I would love to see Farioli use use one of the best young players in Ligue 1 mm -hmm. a little more. And he has started to, so I shouldn't yell at him too much. But Badradin <laughs> uh, Buonani is, mm. is a great, great, fun talent to watch. Um, so if you're watching someone uh, beyond Kefren Turam, because every Premier League team wants him, essentially, uh, Badradin Buonani, winger, can also play right back. Uh, he's definitely one you're going to want to watch. Hopefully Farioli leans into him a little more this season. And they've also got Jeremy Boga who before Adamola Lookman uh, was Atalanta's <laughs> superstar uh, before moving over here. So um, I am, I am, I, I love this team. They just need to start scoring goals. And, the, um, and but these defensive players, they're all under 24. Yeah, Melvin Barto, Dibo, Bulke, and Kefri Turam. The Kefri Turam, True. one of the best CDMs to get. That's why he was called up for France. That's the level Absolutely. if you know this French national team. But now when you have what inside Emery at 17 being called mm. up, I completely agree. PSG are favorites to win Ligue 1, and Mbappé has six goals scored in his last four games. He feels Whew. the pressure, especially after seeing that Ballon d'Or ceremony. He must be the best player in the world, not just for France, which I think he's the best international player, but for PSG mm -hmm. right now. Two goals scored in the Champions League? That can't be the case. He needs more no. outputs in Liga and in the Champions League too because it, it's not a farmer's league, but he's clearly better than everyone okay, around him. Clearly, yes. clearly. And that's the level yeah. too. But we believe PSG will be winning Ligue 1. But Nice, really going bold. Really going bold. They are. <laughs> Secondly uh, here with Girona. Girona. Yes is what a season that Girona is doing, okay? Top of La Liga against Barca, against Real Madrid, and against Atletico that has Griezmann top form, okay? I might say top five player in the world right now in terms of form. And Savio is one of the best players in La Liga because Girona Great. has one of the best wingers, young wingers under 23 in the world right now with Savio, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree, Brexit? 19. Nineteen. Not, yeah, this 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 kid couldn't even get a sniff of PSV's first team last season when he was on loan there. Um, so it's he's on loan from Troy, uh, Troye, Troye. I don't know how to say it, but uh, it, and he has been absolutely phenomenal. He's leading La Liga in expected assists. He also has four assists to go with that. I think with four goals, right? Four goals. If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. But for those that are not not in tune with La Liga, or they only watch Real Madrid and Barcelona, which is understandable. But Girona, okay? Mm -hmm. They have, Montalivi is their, their stadium. It seats 13,000 people, okay? Um, it is a beautiful city about an hour away from Barcelona. Um, it is Catalan, and they were newly promoted, and they have only been in La Liga. This is their fourth season. Oof. Fourth season. They went down and went back up. The highest they've ever finished is in, is 10th. And in 13 games, they've got 11 wins, one draw, one loss. And they are outscoring Real Madrid and Barcelona. I don't know what else you want to say. I, I mean, I think Michel is, is, their, uh, is their coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know what else you can say. Either this is the most fairy tale... Um, and Artem Dovbeek. Uh, first 13 games? What yeah, a player Artem that they've Dovbeek. got. I mean, seven goals, four assists. That's an elite output. This is the thing about Girona. 
They're first yep. in La Liga, and they have references, mm -hmm. stars that are proving themselves. Eric Garcia, yep. what a decision to go to the Girona. Savio, yep. four goals and an assist. I, I, Alex Garcia got called up for Fran mm -hmm. uh, for Spain. Completely yep. deserved because he's got, got, having a great season. Jan Cotto, yep. Daily Blind Shining. I'm really happy for Girona because, yes, I don't think that they will be winning La Liga 2. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're, if you're clicking this video because you think the unexpected leaders right now are going to be winning. Yep. But it's true. What Girona is doing should be highlighted because it's elite. They haven't spent as much money as other teams in La Liga even. like no, Nowhere it, close. Nowhere close. And two, they have Girona has the same owners as Man City. Yep. And Man City, City knows how to do business. Just like yeah. Girona knows how to do business. Shaikh, well. Shaikh Mansour. Guys, he's an mm -hmm. entrepreneur. He was ahead of his time. <laughs> when he invested in Man City, look, it was a big investment. Big time. But like yeah. now, it's, it's, it's profitable. Yeah. Girona, same thing. Well, I believe a lot listen, of Girona. Close to Barca. Uh, yeah, it is. It's close to Barca. It is. It is um, the one I would like to see out of these three, uh, the most happen. Uh, it is the biggest underdog story out of these three. It is the smaller club out of these three. Not in stature. I just mean simply in terms no, of monetary, monetary value. Uh, but they have used the loan market. They have used the City Football Group uh, tiers, right? The different clubs. Um, I'm gonna say it to to expert level. Expert level. Alex Garcia was once on the books at Manchester City, mm -hmm. right? And now he's called up to, as you mentioned, to the Spanish national team. Uh, you also have, uh, you also have, um, who's their midfielder? Uh, Yangel Herrera used mm -hmm. to be NYCFC. I believe great he player. won MLS Cup with them. Uh, he's been great in his role. I'm not saying he's the best in La Liga, but he has been great. They're the biggest, most money that they have shelled out for a player has been for Artem Dovbik. Right, Worth who it. killed it with Dnipro in the Ukrainian uh, Premier League, um, but he has also formed a wonderful partnership with a fellow Ukrainian in Viktor Saigankov, and it is just a, a wonderful collection of players that they've brought in. They brought in Pablo Torre and Eric Garcia Still on loan from Barcelona. Pablo they've Torre. got Jan Kuto, Jan mm -hmm. Kuto, who was with Braga last season, but also part of the City Football Group family. So I. This whole collection is not built probably for a three, five, seven-year run. So mm -hmm. they got to throw everything at this particular season, not monetarily, but everything they can to keep this tight-knit group together uh, and keep them um, true. Uh, producing. And, and I just got to say, they have a collection of two of the most exciting uh, young fullbacks uh, in La Liga right now in Arnaud Martinez, who is homegrown, Girona-grown, mm -hmm. and then they plucked from La Fabrica, from Real Madrid, they plucked Miguel Gutierrez, who both you and I are incredibly high on. So uh, the, the it just really expert-level running of this, uh, of this club. And I, I have to say it, just to put it in the framework, right, this 11 wins in their first 13 games, two points ahead of Real Madrid at the top of La Liga table, this matches the best start ever in Diego Simeone's career at Atleti. That's how big this beginning for Corona has been. Somebody that has been at the charge and literally uh, taken Atleti to new levels. Um, they have already matched his best start ever in La Liga. Um, so long may it continue, Corona, because 
We need a little shake-up, don't it's we, true. in La Liga? It's true. I do believe that Girona will be finishing top four, and that is a bold talk to have, okay? Because La Liga, it's Barca, it's Real Madrid, it's Atletico, and it's Real Sociedad, one of the best teams in the world. I've seen it in the Champions League in person. So Girona keep going bold, and if they finish top three, it's an elite mm -hmm. statement by the city uh, owned uh, team, okay? Unreal to see what they're doing. Bam. Real Madrid and, does have Jude Bellingham out the next few weeks, okay? It's not no. easy if you're a Real Madrid fan and Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo. What a game they had. What a game they had this week. Oh, Rodrigo with two goals and two assists. It's exciting times in La Liga. Uh, and um, well, before we move on from here, Ukrainians, I, I just got to bring this up because it's not every, you know, every day you get a collection of Ukrainians doing as well uh, as they've been doing. But Dovbik, um, Dovbik and Saigankov, uh, yep, mm -hmm. Lunin, uh, in, over in the Premier League, Everton, who, by the way, is not a relegation team this season. They're actually pretty good these days. Uh, they had a goal from Mikolenko, I think his second goal in a row. Mm -hmm. And you had Zinchenko kicking in a nice little goal for Arsenal. So uh, any Ukrainians in the comments, I mean, this is a wonderful thing, especially all things considered, uh, just to see these this this nation uh, producing some good results this past weekend. But Hirona, man, yeah, I think Real Madrid and Barcelona, Hirona can Talk only to. hope that there's a, mm -hmm. a cannibalization, just the clubs just eat at each other. Atleti beats Real, mm -hmm. Real beats Barca, Barca beats, you know, and so on and so forth. And maybe, who knows, Hirona comes out unscathed. Their only loss this season is to Real Madrid. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Three goals suffered. We'll and Girona, six wins in a row. 15 goals scored in their last six games, okay? This so was cool. really good things by Girona. But let us know what yeah. you think from La Liga down below. But the last last league that has an improbable win, uh, league leader right now, it's the Bundesliga with Bayer Leverkusen, okay? Bayer Leverkusen right now have 16 games, 15 wins, and 55 goals scored, okay? This is unreal stats by Bayer Leverkusen that have Xabi Alonso on the helm. Xabi Alonso right now is one of the best managers in the world. That's why he's a top candidate for Real Madrid. And that's why Boniface, Grimaldo, Wirtz, uh, Pong, all these players are balling mm -hmm. out because they have an elite coach that knows how to develop young players. Let's see with Bellingham, yes. Vinicius. I think Xabi yeah. Alonso will be coaching these types of players. I really believe. Yeah, that. and we got a shout out Alex Grimaldo, right? He got his first call up, if I'm not mistaken. First right called up that? for Spain. And what yep. I gotta say about this Xabi Alonso style of play has two defenders mm -hmm. with Jeremy Frinkpong and Grimaldo with eight goal involvements in the league. They're top two right now in the top five leagues in terms of defenders with goal involvements. Eight. Amazing. Eight. Fringpong and Grimaldo. And shout out to DiMarco and Dumfries that both have five goal involvements too. I think they're <laughs> one of the best uh, fullback duos in the world. So it's with well, Grimaldo, Fringpong, DiMarco, mm -hmm. Dumfries. Elite fullback okay. duos. Definitely in the top five well, in the world. Uh, I, I, I mean... We have to start thinking about the future when it comes to Leverkusen. <laughs> and I think uh, while Hirona is the team I would like to see last the longest at the tippy top of La Liga, I think it's pretty unrealistic unreal to think that they're going to win. Leverkusen, obviously, out of these three teams we have mentioned, have the best out chance. Out of Nice, now, Girona, Leverkusen. Harry, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Harry Kane is likely going to have completely 
other plans for <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen. But as of right now, um, Leverkusen is playing very attractive football. I think they're favorites to win the Europa League, and they are favorites, favorites to, to uh, maybe Europa not favorites. League, That's bold. Uh, yeah. Bold. It is bold. It is bold. And and it's it's how long can you keep the band together, right? Whoa. Because Xabi Alonso is definitely already receiving uh, wonderful sweet nothings in his ear when it comes to Real Madrid. I'm 100% certain with that, Dude. even though I have no claims to black that up, Brexit. back that up. But also, you have to think, Victor mm-hmm. Boniface, Florian Wirtz, Jeremy Frimpong. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are three players that are going to go for Boku bucks you, uh, in the very near future. Do you think Bayer Leverkusen will be winning their first trophy this century with Xabi Alonso this season? Mm. I, I think it's uh, put up or shut up because I don't think that after this season, I don't think the Bayer Leverkusen is going to be around. Wirtz out, uh, Xabi Alonso in the out, same cons- out. Exactly. All, of, all three of them? Exactly. Their, their values have never been higher. So you'd, you'd almost be dumb not to to look at that if you're looking to sustain Even a strong Pong. top three team. Yeah. And, and the question Pong to me, stayed. I was surprised. Question question from me to you is, you know, what would what would Boniface what would Boniface? I'm sorry. What mm-hmm. would he get in this market after his ridiculous start to the season well, for them? Um Boniface, yeah. what, what I think, think, is up 60 million most definitely, okay? If a team that spends okay. 20 million plus and seven in variables from Royal St. Gilles. And Wirtz? Wirtz, more, more than 70, 80 million. I know his, destined, yeah. uh, his preference is for Barca, but it will be very yeah. difficult for a team like Barca that has Wirtz, uh, that has Wirtz, that has Gavi, Pedri. It will be defi- difficult for them to get the funds to get a player like Wirtz too. But yes, you were and mentioning. We're mentioning by Leverkusen. Yeah. I agree with you. I mm-hmm. think Leverkusen is the most likely team to win the league out of Girona and Nice too because they have Xabi Alonso that knows this team playing elite football. They're the top team yeah. in terms of goal scored in the top five leagues. I know Nice is the one that has less goals conceded, but Leverkusen, sure. it's impre- so impressive what they're doing. And I wanted to give... A special credit to Bayern Munich that is not making things easy for Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen mm-hmm. only has one draw this season, unbeaten in 16 games, but Bayern Munich only has two draws. Two draws. One of them <laughs> with Bayer Leverkusen. So it's not, it's yep. not, they're not facilitating things. And Bayern Munich has Kane balling out and Sane. Mm-hmm. Sane deserves a lot more credit for what he's doing this season for Bayern Munich. He's got 11 100%. games, 8 goals, 6 assists right now. And Bayern needed him. They needed a winger like this in Germany. Germany need a winger like this next to Musiale and Wirtz if they're going to do something with Julian Nagelsmann in the next Euro. So I wanted to give special credit to Sané. I do believe Bayern Munich are still favorites uh, right now to win the Bundesliga. I think that should be a fact right now. But Leverkusen are making things very difficult. I completely Uh, think that Harry Kane's the best striker in the world in terms of form right now. Okay, I do uh-huh. I do think Holland is the best striker, but right now in form, it's Kane and the second best striker in the Bundesliga. No doubt in my mind, is Bonnie Face. It's between him and Alpenda, but I go Bonnie Face a hundred percent. And for him to do that in his first season in the Bundesliga from Royal St. Gilles, big credit yep. to him. The future. But the future. The thing the, the why I'm gonna put Harry Kane over Erling Holland right now is simply because he's so complete. I mean, he does it all he can do it all and if he remains healthy harry kane 
really does have an incredibly legitimate shot to break Robert Lewandowski's single-season Bundesliga scoring record that was set only a couple seasons ago. I believe it's 41, uh, and Harry Kane already has 17. Um, he's got 10 goals in his last four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we're, we're, let, let's do some math, right? There's 23 games left. He's got 17 on the season, which, oh, by the way, uh, Harry Kane already has more goals than those that won the Golden Boot last season mm-hmm. in the Bundesliga. 16 goals and with Fulkruke and Kunku. And there's 23 games remaining, so we're talking <laughs> about 25 goals in 23 games. I, I, this is doable. It's this doable. is incredibly doable. And uh, uh, what a way to, you know, you leave your essentially your boyhood club, you leave Spurs, mm-hmm. you, where you're a legend, and you go to Bayern and you just hit the ground running. It's, no issues whatsoever. You know it's, why, Bresson? It's, it's because stuff. Bayern Munich is an iconic team yep. with number nines. If you're a world-class mm-hmm. number nine, the best team that you can be in the world right now, it's Bayern Munich. Five years ago, it was the same answer. Ten years ago, it yep. could have been two the same answer, but definitely five years ago with Lewandowski, two. He was the best replacement yep. possible for Robert Lewandowski. Harry Kane. Yep. And that's why he's the but, most informed striker in the world with 11 games and 17 Goal scored in the Bundesliga. Elite stuff. The the consistency of Harry Kane is just unbelievable. I Mm -hmm. mean, he's now 11 seasons in a row. He has averaged, averaged 34 goal involvements. And that's counting this season, which has 23 games left. So we're not even counting a half of a season so far. And if you take his worst season, it was injury riddled, which I believe he had 22 goal involvements. And that was like 10 years ago or 11 years ago. No, I mean, Harry Kane's his consistency is just rock solid. And it's funny, like he he gets injured, he comes back and he just gets pissed and scores even more and assists even more. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, well this said. is this is pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff. And what a time. He's got to he's got to keep this going for another what mm-hmm. less than a year because this yeah. is probably the best shot ever that England has had to win the Euros. Well said. And well um, said because we'll Jude Bellingham and Harry Kane, I believe right oh. now and right now in form, there are two players that will mm-hmm. be in the top five of the Ballon d'Or next season, and they're yeah. both English. Bellingham and Kane, mm-hmm. elite what they're doing, and I think you in the Euros for the bookies right now. England are mm-hmm. favorites. So, and I yep. do believe it's a lot from Oof. what Harry Kane is doing with Bayern Munich. But let us know down below. Do you believe Girona will win La Liga? Do you believe Leverkusen will win the Bundesliga? Or do you believe Nice will win Liga? Let us know down below. And don't forget to like this video for more videos like this of improbable winners, topic-based videos that we give our opinions about what is happening in the world of football right now. <laughs> but predictions. This is a lot of predictions mm. will be in this podcast. We still got Brazil on to talk. We got a bit of striker's knowledge to give to you. Go see the timestamps if you want to see those topics. But early Champions League predictions in terms of who will pass every group. Okay, every group. Yeah, It will be difficult to do these predictions because there's some some difficult choices to be made. But I do believe we'll be getting... More than 50% definitely right, okay? More than yeah. 50% most definitely right. But let us know down below in this video, in the comment section on YouTube, your predictions from Group A to Group H mm. of who will be going through in the Champions League. Group A, yep. so, Breton, we have Bayern Munich, Copenhagen, Galatasaray, Man United, Bayern with 12 points, 
Copenhagen 4, ah. Galatasaray 4, and Man United down with three points. Is Man United even going to get Europa League, Bretton? Uh, <laughs> it depends on how bad the injury is for Hoyland. Um, Hoyland obviously limped off at Luton, and so did Christian Eriksen. So their list just keeps growing on and on, and I, I don't even know what to say anymore mm -hmm. about that. And also, they, they just lost to Copenhagen. So uh, I'm going to say... Um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, it, it's Bayern, and I still back, even though Galatasaray is also losing these days after not improbably losing for a long period of time. I am still going to say it is Bayern first, which is already set in stone, and Galatasaray going through. Man United's only hope is literally the Champions League, in my view, with Ten Hag. He must go through mm. in the Champions League. If this happens, I do believe his job yeah. is, under, is under risk. In the risk. And if he mm. doesn't even get Europa League, that can happen. We saw Rooney Bargy scoring that late winner. It can happen. Copenhagen yes. going third. It would be very, very bad. I'm going to say Man uh, Bayern Munich finishing first in Group A. And out of hope, out of hope, because if it doesn't happen, it's a complete Armageddon at Old Trafford. I'm going to say Man United <laughs> second. And it's a bold take right now because they are bottom of this group. But uh, Group yeah. B, so we have Arsenal, PSV, Lens and Seville. Right now, the group was as mm. Arsenal first with nine points, Lens with five, PSV with five, and Seville with two. How are we thinking here, Bretton? Uh, I'm still sticking with it. I think Arsenal wins the group, and PSV Eindhoven comes from uh, that that tough early start to UCL life again. Uh, I think that they will come through and finish in second. Uh, and just a quick little heat check on PSV Eindhoven. <laughs> We're now up at 12 wins and 12 in the Eredivisie, 45 goals scored and only five goals conceded. Their bench players are starting to rack up um, ridiculous stats in the Eredivisie. It's too easy for them. They need to somehow translate this good form, mm -hmm. uh, sustained good form, to Champions League life. And the win over loan, that was a great start. Um, but they, I, I still think they will move through, but they've got some tough, tough uh, matches ahead. I just think that they are a better team than Lons, and I think they're a better team than Sevilla right now. So, yeah, Arsenal, PSV. I think Arsenal through. unanimously definitely ending first in Group B, and it's really interesting to see this battle between PSV and Lens. Uh, Lens is an underrated yep. team. I think they did really well last season. Okay, they overachieved. Mm. And to see now them with still with five points next to PSV that they're unbeaten. Only wins in the era de visa. Good, good campaign in the Champions League from Blanc. They deserve recognition. Yep. But I, I agree with you. I think PSV will be going second. Jon Bakayoko, Joey Verman, Luke De Jong. A lot of talented players in this team. Oh, yeah. And Sevilla. Mm. Look, Sevilla Europa League third. We always know what's on the drill with Sevilla. Don't be surprised. And it would be a pity to see Lens going fourth place. I don't think they deserve that to happen. But I'll tell you what. Mm -hmm. it, watching PSV, though, right now, it is, it's tough as an American fan because you've got Ricardo Pepe. You've mm -hmm. got Malik Tillman, who are good enough to start. Um, but because Gustil, because Johan Bakayoko, because Luke de Jong, because Chucky Lozano coming in and just true. hot right out of the gates, it's impossible for, for you know, Peter Bosch to, to shake up the 11. Yeah. Um, but Malik Tillman has scored some great goals. Serginho Dest and Tillman had a mm -hmm. wonderful combination in the Eredivisie mm -hmm. over the weekend. 
I think as they get deeper into this, they're going to, they're going to, my Americans are going to play a part, but we'll see. But let us know what you think about group A and group B until now in the comment section down below Mm. on YouTube. Group C now here. Well, it's not looking good for Napoli, but I'm going to say Real Madrid finishing first, Napoli finishing second. I believe in my guys of Braga finishing third, going Europa League. They deserve that credit. Alvar Jaló, Ricardo Horta, Almusrati. I love the coach too. Good to see what they're doing with Braga and yeah, Napoli. Look, it's a bad season in Serie A. They need it reasons is. to be happy and going through in the Champions League with Real Madrid in second, I think is a positive. Rudy Garcia out. Uh, Rudy Garcia out. Yeah. Out of Rudy Napoli. Garcia. Who should replace he- Rudy Garcia? Conte? Marcelo Gallardo, even about Freire, convinced that man to leave Palmeiras and go to Napoli. Look, I've seen worse happen. Rudy Garcia yep. is worse. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy Garcia should have never been the, the selection in the first place. Exactly. Um, so but no Ozzy made, though. Really isn't interesting. Helping. But no, 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 it, it isn't. And okay, we, we thought Raspadori, we thought Simeone Politano. might be able to at, at least spell, yeah, spell uh, a, a little bit of relief until Osimen came, uh, came back. But mm-hmm. the Kavaratskilia Osimen um, duo running the ship at Napoli, uh, we all knew that was the truth. Um, it, we, we just got further confirmation of it. But yeah, Napoli losing to Empoli, not not a good look. Um, and uh, the good thing is, is they've done some work in this and that the two other teams in here, Braga, though playing wonderful football in this UCL campaign, uh, they are better than the other two. So they will get through. I just think that other teams will be looking at them in seconds going through this group and saying, we want them next. We want them next. And that's that's either a good thing or a bad thing. But anyone that thought Real Madrid was only as good as Jude Bellingham right now, simply because of his ridiculous start to life at Madrid, uh, they were humbled over the weekend because Rodrigo turned into Rodrigo. And uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and, so and we'll, we'll see what continues. Modric on the bench in that game, okay? And the thing with Real Madrid is Real Madrid... In their team, like the Real Madrid manager is the person that in UCL history has the most wins ever. Ever. Carlo Ancelotti, okay? The most wins ever. Mm-hmm. In second, we have Alex Ferguson with 115 wins. In third, Pep Guardiola. That I do be- do believe that with due time, you will be surpassing both second and first. And we have yeah. in fourth, Arsene Wenger with 103 wins. History, yeah. football heritage. And Real Madrid doesn't have Bellingham, Courtois, and Chouameni. And they still... Mm. Balling out because they had the right decision of contracts extensions with Valverde, with Camavinga, with Rodrigo, mm-hmm. and uh, with Vinicius. All four players All got contract extension. And they deserve yeah. it. Okay, the future yeah. of Real Madrid. La Liga winners, Champions League winners, experience at such a young age. The Galacticos yeah. are coming. So, Group C, we've set our predictions, but let us know yours. Group D now. Yeah. We have a tough one here. It's the un- under-the-radar group of death with Real Sociedad, Inter Milan, Red Bull Salzburg, mm-hmm. Benfica with zero points. Inter and Sociedad mm-hmm. both share 10 points. Both passing, mm-hmm. Breton? Yeah, they. I think they're both already in. Um, it's just who finishes as group winner. And, uh, you know, December 12th will decide that where um, Real Sociedad will go to San Siro. Uh, and they will likely uh, get knocked down a pick. Uh, as much as I like Real Sociedad right now, uh, Inter is the better 
squad. So I think mm-hmm. Inter goes through top. Real Sociedad goes through second. Um, and to be honest, I think Benfica here, they still got a little bit to play for. They want to go to the Europa League. They want to, you know, maybe become one of the better teams in Europa League and save something from this European season. Um, no better way to do it than win your last two games. Well, Inter, uh, Benfica, to go to Europa League, they would have to at least get a draw with Inter and hope that Salzburg mm-hmm. don't get points against Sociedad and then beat Salzburg. That they can do that in Salzburg. It's a tough game because Salzburg did that deluge. So Befica needs yeah. to show their quality. Rafa playing better. Jean-Ev always balling out. But Di Maria being present 20, until 2024, David Nesh will be out. So that is a tough mm. blow. But I'm mentioning Inter. Inter are definitely favorites to win the Scudetto. Most goals scored. Uh, less goals conceded. Acerbi, Bastoni, Di Marco, Dumfries, Barella, Lautaro. This is a team... With so many references, Inter de Milan. I think they'll be finishing first, and they'll be going. They'll be winning Scudetto, as I said. So, and Real Sociedad. Yeah. I want to say a special shout out. I agree with Roger sure. Schmidt. Real Sociedad is one of the best teams playing football right now in the world of football. Okay, the midfield, Oyarzabal, Kubu, and mm-hmm. Barresha. Like, are so mm-hmm. many underrated players. Check the Real Sociedad team that even has a Tierney out on injury. Okay, I was shook with that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, and and know. and Ihan Munoz has has been phenomenal since then. Uh, he I think he delivered the first assist against Benfica. And they still have, uh, but on Mohamed Ali Cho, it's a half some yeah. minutes, and that is another yeah. wonder kid player that we saw at Sojoks in Liga. That is another yep. name to remember. Phenomenal. Slowly but surely, <laughs> exactly. slowly but surely, he'll come along. He'll come Group along. E but now yeah, here we have a tough one. Tough one, no. Yep, <laughs> but it can be tough. Because imagine no. if Atletico don't go through. That would be unreal. But for the listeners, yeah. Group E right now has Atletico with eight points in first, Lazio in second with seven, Feyenoord with six points in third, and Celtic with only one point in fourth place. I think mm-hmm. Celtic will be finishing fourth, but who do you think will be going through in Group E, Breton? Here's my one shock, Alex. Feyenoord plays Atleti at the Coip, and they will beat Atleti at the mm. Coip. Feyenoord will go through in first. Atleti will go through in second. Uh, but because oh. we got to talk about actually, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I, I'm pretty, pretty, it was a tough loss to Lazio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Feyenoord's going to come back strong. Um, and the Coip is the Coip. I mean, it's a wonderful, crazy, insane atmosphere. Twelfth man is very real in that place. Um, and I, uh, I think the Alvaro Morata five goal co-leading golden boot goal scorer in champions league, uh, that magic is going to run out. Um, and it's going to run out in Rotterdam. So, uh, I'm going to say Feyenoord first at second, uh, because they'll still get it done. Lazio third and going to Europa League. I'll say the other way around. I'll put Atleti first and I'll put Feyenoord second. I think Griezmann mm. right now is a top 10 player in the world right now in terms of form. Yeah. One of the best <laughs> players. He can play in midfield. He can play offensive mid. He can play at forward. So versatile and yet so good. Okay, I love to see Antoine Griezmann. But let us know. You know no, your, your no love for Arnie Slot. Uh, no love Slott? for Arnie Slot. Getting second I, place I is already him. a lot of love, though. That's true. <laughs> in That's my true. view, That's true. in my view. But it's it's really good to see the gradual work he's been doing, with Sanesi mm-hmm. leaving, with Sinistera leaving, with Kokshu leaving, with Arshins leaving. Yep. 
Arden Stott still improves his Feyenoord team with Santiago Jimenez, Mats Weifer, Igor Paixão, Calvin Stangs. So the way he still reinvents himself shows that Arden Stott is one of the best managers outside the top five leagues, in my view. Yeah, if we and confront I really, the top five league. and I don't think their defense has gotten as tight as it was last season. Um, but but Gertruda, Gertruda, Hanko, so Hanko still is great. And then they've got a new star in uh, Quilinchi Hartman. Uh, 21 year old fullback, fullback that I think is going to be definitely on the radar of a lot of teams uh, this season. But then again, if they're if they're winning Group E, like I have somehow predicted here, uh, maybe Quilinchi Hartman doesn't have to leave anytime soon, and Arnie Slot can take the next step here. But well, uh, it is a bold. Statement. We'll be giving them a lot yep. of money, though. I think we'll be close or superior to 80 million if he leaves sure. that team. But Group F now, the real group of death, with Dortmund in first with seven points, PSG mm -hmm. uh, second with six, Milan in third with five, and Newcastle in fourth with four points, only three points away from Borussia. Dortmund in first with seven. What do what do you think will be happening in the group of death, Breton? Well, Serhu Garasi uh, exposes Dortmund once again for their inconsistencies in the Bundesliga. I am not convinced by this Dortmund team, so I think it's a toss-up. But I think a good PSG, run, though, Breton. PSG, yeah, they they've been having a good run. They've definitely been getting the results that they've 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 needed, um, for sure here. But I just I'm not not necessarily convinced. I think PSG, I think Mbappe will come to life. He will get it done. They will win the group, and then I think Milan is going to uh, move into the next spot, uh, especially after a big win for them uh, in the Champions League recently. So, um, I, I, I'm. But With you in that Mbappe only has two Champions League goals, that needs to change mm -hmm. if any of this is going to No, but you're saying you big win. I saw mm -hmm. Lecce balling out and Patrick Dorgu, one of the best young yeah. fullbacks, under 18 fullbacks in the world right now. FM, really it's popular true. in Football Manager 2, which is understandable. Balling out against AC Milan. <laughs> like Danish and Rafael baller, man. injured. That can be bad yeah. news, okay? At least for the Portugal national team, we won't be seeing Rafael Leon. Uh, but uh, going with yep. Group F, remaining in Group F, fuck Breton. PSG, yep. mandatory, should be finishing first in this group. I know it's a tough group, but if Mbappe is the best player in the world, he needs to do better. 15 goals scored this season, 13 goals in Liga, 2 goals scored in the Champions League. He must be vital in the biggest competition in Europe if he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. And I think Mbappe yep. feels that responsibility. And then you have a player like Zaire Emery showing so much talent in midfield too, next to Ugar. Cool. Co-leader in assists Ooh. in the Champions League. 17-year-old and soon-to-be future French international. Two soon. assists really soon. against Milan. Um, okay. Two yeah. assists against Milan at home. But uh, going with that, I believe PSG will be finishing first in the group of depth, Group F. And I believe Asa Milan will be finishing second in the hope that ah. Pioli, in the hope that mm. Pioli will be staying in his job. Because if, if Pioli doesn't finish mm -hmm. second with AC Milan or first in the Champions League, he is sucked. He is sucked. Yep. Because right now, the, the title race in Serie A is between Inter and Schwinch. Pioli must sure. do better. Must do better yep. with the players he's handed. Reinders, elite replacement from Tonali. I don't understand. I can't understand what's happening at AC Milan right now. But Group G now, <laughs> we, got Man, <laughs> we got Man City with 12 points, with 12 goals scored, only three suffered, four wins in first with 12 mm -hmm. points. We got Leipzig in second mm -hmm. with nine points. And then we have Red Star and Young Boys fighting it out 
for Europa mm. League? This is the easiest group to predict, right, Bretton? Uh, I mean, I'd say RB Leipzig had maybe a tiny little chance if they were playing in Leipzig. Um, but uh, no you know, if they when they face City again, but no, no, uh, Manchester City in first, uh, RB Leipzig in second. Because this um, was so so easy though, Bretton. I want to I want to hold another question here because. So sure. Man City first, Leipzig second in Group G. But will Erling Haaland be the top goal scorer mm. of the Champions League this campaign? No, I don't think so. <laughs> You're going mm-hmm. for Kane. No, no, I, I'm I'm going to go for Harry Kane at this moment in time. Uh, we, Harry Kane's getting a lot of love in this episode, uh, and I think he 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 deserves the best striker it. in the uh, world it, right it, now. He is the best striker in the world right now. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I think there will be others that will come out of the woodwork. I mean, right now, you're what? Your co-goal scoring leaders are Rasmus Vinterholen, Hoyland with five, right? And Alvaro Morata. Um, I obviously don't think it will stay like that. Uh, so, yeah. Will Holland come in strong later? Uh, yes. Will Kylian Mbappe come in strong later? Absolutely. Will Lautaro Martinez come in strong later? Absolutely. Um, and, and Harry Kane will be up there as well. But I, I think Harry Kane is your, your odds-on favorite uh, for the Golden Boot at this moment. In the Champions League, I'm still going to go for Holland, though. I think Holland holds a lot of responsibility towards if he's going to win any Golden Boot race, if he's going to win the Ballon d'Or, Erling Holland must be the Golden Boot in Europe. And I think he holds that responsibility, mm. especially if Man City win the Champions League back-to-back. He must be the top yep. goal scorer of the Champions League in order to win the Ballon d'Or. That's, I think Harry Kane will make his life very difficult. But right now, in terms of goal <laughs> involvements in the Champions League, yeah. it's Morata and Kane, top with six yep. goal, goal involvements in the Champions League. And it's Winter Hoyland and Erling Haaland and Saka, all with five goal involvements in the Champions League too. So yes, yep. it's interesting. Three players from the it Premier is. League in the top five of goal involvements in the Champions League. And all youngsters yeah. under 23 Winter Hoyland, Holland, yeah. and Saka. So this is a new era that we are living. And the last group yep. here, Group H, with <sighs> Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar, and Royal Antwerp. Come on, Xavi, you can't lose <gasps> to Shakhtar. You can't no, but lose they did. to Shakhtar. There's no excuse, Xavi, for a poor l- result like that. But Xavi, Barcelona, I think they'll be finishing first in Group H, and I think Porto will be going through in second. The only Portuguese team in the Champions League going through, in my view. Yeah, and, you know, I think we need to actually check for the factual basis on this, but I believe that this is not the first time that Barcelona has lost to Shakhtar um, in the Champions League in the group stage. And the last time they did lose to Shakhtar, I believe they went on to win the whole thing. Now, I'm not saying that Xavi's Barcelona, as it stands mm. right now, is capable of winning the Champions you League. Thought coming. Uh, but I, but yeah, well, yeah, true. But um, they are obviously a whole lot better than than that that loss, mm-hmm. that showing versus Shakhtar. Uh, so yes, I agree with you. Barcelona will go through, um, and I I think Porto. I mean, hey, Evan Nielsen, he keeps scoring goals. Um, I listen. They they have a Porto has a chance to be. Um, what everyone thought Benfica was going to be this season. Mm-hmm. They have a chance to go and, and uh, beat up on some people in the knockout rounds. I think they will get second, um, and it just comes down to who, who they've got, um, who they get in that, that draw. Uh, um, if Nielsen yeah. has four goals scored in the Champions League, he had a hat-trick. Does. Really good to see against mm-hmm. Royal Antwerp the last two rounds ago. I agree. I think the Sporto team with Sergio Cossesson, 
knows what to do. Francisco Assisão, his son, had a goal and an assist against Vitória. Tough game this mm -hmm. weekend. Galeno, Diogo Costa, one of the best under-23, if not the best under-23 goalkeeper in the world right now in terms of form. What a game he had against Vitória. Porto wouldn't have won that game, and the defense of Porto is not looking too good. So Barca no. in first, uh, in second, Football Club do Porto. And it's interesting but, to people, it will be the last yeah. time that we see the group stage format in the Champions League. It was so good while it lasted. I hope and, the next format is better, but... Oh, my days. The memories of seeing group stages with four teams, only that's two top teams going through. Never forget yeah. me. Never. Yeah. Now we're 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 going to a actual league format. Um, and uh, what a what a way to kind of crystallize or or send off the old format with Pep becoming the oldest goal scorer in Champions League history, which was uh, <laughs> kind of nice that to see. True. Was it not? Was uh, and just to shout out. Yeah, and just a shout-out in Group H, Shakhtar, who will go through, in my opinion, to the Europa League. Um, they've got—they they always, and obviously, um, geopolitical situation—I'm um, sorry, straight-out war going on there has kept Shakhtar from being able to uncover their normal Brazilian gems that they give a chance to. Um, you can extend that to South American gems now. Mm -hmm. But they've got two within their system that we saw um, and will continue to see completely rough— Completely unpolished gems, but you've got the young Newerton, who's new. I did not know Newerton is mm -hmm. new. Uh, go figure. And you've got Kevin Kelsey, mm -hmm. uh, two players that I think we're going to be hearing about. Uh, you know, give them a couple years to mature to play, but they were balling out. They were balling out in Barcelona. At least mm -hmm. they were faking it until they made it. But uh, two names to remember in Newerton and Kevin Kelsey to go with, obviously, uh, Sudikov, who we like, um, and Danilo Sikan, who I believe was the one that scored that wonderful header um, against Barcelona. So just needed to shout that out before we moved on. Uh, but yeah, Pep it's uh, in group H. We do believe Barca and mm -hmm. Porto go through, but Sudokov, Ashaktar, yeah. and Arthur Vermeer and Royal Antwerp are two players mm. that the listeners must remember. Two midfielders that both will be vital for their national team, Sudokov with Ukraine and Early. Arthur Vermeer with Belgium. Okay, unreal ballers. But let us know down below your predictions of the Champions League going through, okay, of every group. And let us know, did we get anything wrong? Let us know down below your opinions. Never. And don't forget to like this video. So here with... Our last two topics here to mention here. We got a uh, weekend, <laughs> but we have un under 23 strike. No, not under 23 strikers. Yep. You must remember. Okay. You must know under 23 and some that aren't under 33 too, because mm. some of them have been doing magnificent, especially in Copa Libertadores that we'll be talking yes. in this video. But if we're talking strikers here, young strikers, I wanted to mention first here, hand. Drick, okay, because what Hendrik yeah. is doing is unreal in Brasileirão. He is 17 years old and he's the youngest player since Ronaldo Nazario to be called up for the Brazil national team. Hendrik, mm -hmm. 15 goals scored for Palmeiras at the age of 17. Yeah. There's a reason why Ramadri is so <laughs> confident about him. And I even see Mbappe not coming news coming out of, of Spain, okay? And I don't know if it's true or not. Mm -hmm. But I do believe Hendrik balling out, Vinicius balling out, Rodrigo balling out makes facilitates decision making. Facilitate. And uh, just to just to add a statistic to that, he is the youngest since Neymar 
to score nine goals in the Brasilia Real. Uh, Neymar ended, uh, yeah, he ended on 10, and I'm not going to say single-handedly because Paul Marish is a sum of all parts, uh, but he is definitely keeping them in the running for the Brasilia Real title, which is also one of the most entertaining title fights um, we'll that you have to be we'll watching, be we'll, which we'll mention in a second. Uh, so, yeah, Endrick is just huge. And, I mean, anyone that is not salivating at the mouth thinking about Endrick, Rodrigo, and Vinicius Jr., all, uh, you know, all palling up with uh, in Madrid is going to be insane. Oh, my and God. And then you have Anarda Gulera, Nico Paz, a Camavinga, a yeah. Valverde, all under 25. But Nico Paz and Arda Gulera oh more God. than, like, being the young hopes, unreal yeah. to see. I mentioned Hendrik, well, but I want to say to another striker here before you get to a Breton that I think sure. is really... I got really sad seeing what happened with Evan Ferguson. Evan Ferguson right now has 10 Premier League goals scored in 2023. He's one of the best young strikers, not just in the Prem, but in the top five leagues too. And Evan Ferguson yep. was asked, this was a question made to Evan Ferguson, okay, recently. Uh, I, I need to see uh, what the cheer so. Okay, why this is... Evan Ferguson got asked in an interview, why aren't you going to be committed to England? Why? <laughs> that is embarrassing to ask something like that to an Irish proud boy like he is, Evan Ferguson. He just said, I'm Irish. So obvious, yet he needs to ask, uh, 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 answer that question, okay? It's embarrassing to see, and it's good to see. No, not Declan Rice, not Jack Grealish, but Evan Ferguson <laughs> being the reference of this Irish national team. So I wanted to give a special yeah. shout out because he is one of the top under twenty three strikers in the world. And he just, he just got his extension, right, with Brighton. Just so got his second uh, extension, yeah. second extension yeah. in the space of a year. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Big rocks. And and for that, and the funny thing, like he hasn't put in great performances necessarily as of late. But uh, I mean, not every striker is Erling Holland, and not every striker is going to score multiple. And even Erling Holland has had bad, bad games. So I think. Everything is a-okay with Evan Ferguson, but it's good to get that confirmation that he is still Irish, which we obviously all know. <laughs> um, it's just a joke. Um, but yeah, you mentioned him earlier. I, I for some reason, um, did not focus on the U23s. I focused on kind of like the unloved strikers mm -hmm. out there that people might not know about. And who better to bring up than Fluminense's Herman Cano? Um, 44 goals last season for Flu. Mm -hmm. He had 37 goals this season. Um and, and previous to that, I mean, he's 35 years old and he barely has a trophy to his name. And he just won Fluminense their first Copa Libertadores uh, title, right? First Copa Libertadores title. And he did it by obviously being also the golden boot winner mm -hmm. in the contest. 13 goals. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm... Yeah, and I am looking at it. I remember Herman Cano's name when he came to Liga MX. Uh, I believe he was at uh, Pachuca, and then maybe he was on loan to, like, Club Leon. Um, but I remember thinking, man, this guy would probably ball out in Major League Soccer. And uh, I don't want it to be a retirement league in any way, shape, or form. But at 35, with 70-plus goals to his name the last two seasons, I don't think he's retirement league, you know, characterization. So Herman Cano, if you need a new place... Um, I, I think uh, there's quite a few major league soccer teams if you want to go up against Messi and, and have fun there. But then again, the dude's 
scoring goals, winning Copa Libertadores, and uh, doing great things with Fluminense, it's and it's awesome to see. 35, German Cano, for what he's doing. I know it was John Kennedy, but German Cano was vital, okay, for yeah, Fluminense goal, yeah. to win that Copa Libertadores. Good mention, Bretton. Yeah. I'm going to go here. If you're listening to podcast episode 131, link down below. Boniface, okay, is one of the best strikers yeah. in the world of football right now. I'd say Boniface is the second best striker in the Bundesliga. I'm going to put number third, Openda. Like Openda because he's in elite form too. Ten games, eight goals, two assists. But Boniface has 17 goal involvements for Bayer Leverkusen. And I am so excited for the future of Nigeria in terms of striker. I think the two starters mm -hmm. will be Boniface and Victor Ozime. And if that's the bull striker duo, they have chances to win an AFCON and to have a deep run in the World Cup. Morocco is the best African team ever in the World Cup, getting to the semifinal in their last World Cup. I believe Nigeria mm. has the hope to do better with Boniface, Ozime, and another striker that I'll be mentioning here in the under-23 strikers that you must know. But Boniface, like keep it. going bold. Keep going bold. Well... Uh, yeah, that's three rookie of the month uh, in a row for for Victor Boniface, uh, Boniface in Boniface. Goodness, I can't do it. I can't say it for some reason. Uh, but I'm I'm with you. Nigeria's uh, future. If only they could start eleven strikers, um, it'd be absolutely wonderful. Because Boniface, Osimen, Acor Adams is huge for Montpellier and Lyon. Mm -hmm. uh, Gift Orban uh, uh -huh. popped back up with a hat trick. Uh, so doing doing really well. But mm -hmm. listen, Victor Boniface, he came from pedigree. Uh, his pedigree is in Ni uh, in Norway with Bodo Glimt, you may recall, right? And uh, I'm going to bring up another old guy. He's 33 years old, but he has been doing it for a while for Bodo Glimt. And probably because of his age, he has not found his way out of the elite Syria. And he has also not found his way to a cap for Norway yet. And that's Amal Pellegrino. He has 28 goals, 22 assists in 40 games in all competitions for Bodo Glimt this season. And mm -hmm. Bodo Glimt is no pushover, right? Bodo Glimt has been one of the more entertaining Norwegian squads next to Molda. Uh, over the last four or five seasons, and Amal Pellegrino is one of the biggest reasons why. Last season, he had 47 goal involvements, and he already has 50 this season. Um, and shockingly, he's only won the Golden Boot once with Bodo mm. Glimt. So I, I just really think that um, I, I don't know the future here, but Victor Boniface comes and goes. Uh, Amal Pellegrino has been an absolute stalwart for uh, Bodo Glimt. And if you don't know him, um, time to know him because he has the elite Syrian in the palm of his hand. And it's uh, it's just a great thing to see. And hey, maybe you could buy him for cheap on Football Manager. I don't know, but it's good. <laughs> that could be the case. That could be the case. And you mentioned in that Nigerian list a player that Gift Orban deserves special recognition. Yeah. Gift Orban this season has scored the first hat-trick in the Conference League. He has five hat-tricks mm -hmm. in 2023 right now, and he's one of the best young strikers in the world of football. And under the under the the uh, the under the price of 40 million, Gift Orban is one of the strikers you must look on that list. Okay, five hat-tricks this. This year, and one of those hat-tricks was in European competitions in the Conference League, the fastest hat-trick ever in European competitions, yes. being three minutes and 
24 seconds versus Istanbul. <laughs> Gift Orban did that. Last season's stats of Gift Orban was 39 goals, 8 assists in 46 games. Absolutely Oof. unreal. He arrived to Ghent in January. And please, please remember the name of this player. Because he'll be leaving Definitely. real soon. Gift Orban. Yeah. Another striker you must know. Well... My uh, my last mention, I'll just do it really quick. It, mm -hmm. You you mentioned Victor Boniface. We mentioned Harry Kane. We mentioned Lois Appenda. But, uh, you know, Serhu Garassi is back from injury. Only two <laughs> games out. Uh, and uh, the crazy thing is, is Stuttgart lost both of the games that he was out. So anyone that, think, that thinks he, you know, wasn't the reason they were cooking mm -hmm. as well as they were cooking up to second in the table at one point after being relegation prone last season um well he has proven otherwise he's got 15 goals in nine bundesliga games this season um i, I mean that's uh, absolutely i think he's harry kane's only real competition for golden boot this season and he's played less games than Harry Kane. Boniface. You give him those two games back, he's probably at like 18. I think it's Boniface Yeah, but I mean, Boni <laughs> what I love, but what I love about Boniface is Boniface, he also connects, right? He's, I think goal involvement wise, yes, but pure goals, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. There's enough firepower. I mean, you got Jeremy Frimpong scoring goals. You got Grimaldo scoring goals. You got Florian Viert scoring goals. There's enough goals to go around, uh, but I don't think Boniface is needed. At a, you know, at a golden boot level mm -hmm. um, for Leverkusen to uh, take uh, Bayern Munich um, to whatever, to the woodshed to potentially win the Bundesliga. Whereas I think Stuttgart absolutely needs Girassi well to continue to score massive amounts of goals for them to even have a chance at top three, top four, or uh, European competition last year. Uh, but Guinean striker... Uh, still relatively young, mm -hmm. uh, definitely likely going to leave Stuttgart as their most expensive transfer out at some point. I think previous to this, it was, uh, I, I want to say it was Brenton. Ben Pavard. I think he's got a release clause of tw uh, 15, 20 million in January in his contract. Oh, no, you're going to ruin the... You're going to ruin so, the party Brett. by actually doing that homework? I think oh so. I think so, mate. It's, 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 it's not yeah, the two-zone, bro. That's a bummer. <laughs> but no, the Bundesliga no, with Gerasi, yeah. with Harry Kane, with yeah. Openda, all top strikers. But mm. I want to mention to Benjamin Cesco if this is a striker sure. topic video. Benjamin Cesco, skillful, very strong, and he's got a lot to improve. World-class potential on him. Yeah. I think Cesco should literally be in the transfer list of maybe an Arsenal of a Chelsea because he's got that level of oh, that intensity mm -hmm. and Alpenda definitely is the starter in my view. Chesco right now, he's the best player. Like Evan Ferguson is the best player of Ireland. Benjamin Chesco mm -hmm. is the best player of Slovenia, no doubt. And he's got 23 yep. games, nine goals for his national team. And it's only going to get better. So I wanted to give a yeah. special credit to Slovenia and I wanted to say Santiago Jimenez is a mandatory sure. mention in the best strikers this season right now, okay? For Feyenoord, mm. he's, has, he's had 59 games, 38 goals, 6 assists, 11 games, 13 goals scored this season. And those the numbers say it all. And I getting yeah. that extension from Feyenoord was the best business decision they did. Letting go Kokshu for $30 million, but letting stay Santiago Jimenez that will be leaving the club for more than 80 million in my view. The best Mexican player right now. And Lozano's playing well. 
And Lozano's playing? Yeah, Lozano. <laughs> well, unfortunately, yeah, there's quite a few Mexican players that are starting to pep up a little bit. Unfortunately, um, make sure it interesting between you guys, that rivalry. Uh, Come on. That, that is true. That Getting is true. That flame? I don't know. I, uh, I like I like I like feeling confident going into these matchups these days. But you're right, there is no better thing for Concacaf as a whole. There's probably nothing better th for the U.S. men's national team than a really strong El Tri exactly. side. And obviously, Santi Jimenez is going to give that um, for for years to come, which makes me huh, makes me a little nervous. But, but we'll see. But let um, us know yeah. down below any striker mm -hmm. that we have missed. Who is your favorite under twenty three striker? Who is your favorite striker that is? showing under the radar that we haven't mentioned let us know in the comment section down below and don't forget to like this video we have so many yep. topics to mention but we did talk <laughs> about hendrik so i do think this should be like the last topic because the brasileiro title race is looking really really interesting right now hendrik yeah boy oh boy hendrik has 12 goals scored in 2023, and I hope Hendrik becomes a striker. A striker, not a winger, okay? Gabriel Zuz mm -hmm. was that pure striker of Palmeiras that I thought he would be the pure striker for Brazil. But I think Hendrik, if he doesn't become a winger one day, we're talking here about the closest player to Ronaldo Nazario that we've seen mm -hmm. leave Brazil. Hendrik at mm. 17 years old, okay? What he has done, unreal, unreal striker. I and, and he, probably not single-handedly, but he has propelled Palmeiras into this Brasilia Rao um, insanity. Yeah, that, that with, with not many games left, we're talking about six clubs in the Brasilia Rao that have an incredibly legitimate chance. They're all within five points of each other as the season comes close to an end. And it's funny that you no, know, five, Hendrik five, is Bretton, the one... Bretton, five. Take Botafogo. Take Botafogo. Five. <laughs> well, Botafogo is still there. They're mate, still technically mate, there. Mate. I've seen that Palmeiras game and the Grêmio game. I don't trust I Botafogo to win the title. I John Texter in the mud, baby. John <laughs> Texter in the mud. I don't get it. I mean, between Botafogo and Lyon, obviously John Texter hey. has to go look himself. He's got to look himself in the mirror and say, maybe the problem no, is me. At least Crystal uh, Palace uh, is working out, though. At least Crystal Palace sure. is working out. No, they don't play Chris Richards. It's not working out they yet. They extended but, Eze. Um, they did. That was that was good. That was good. And he's. Uh, it's good. It's good to see that his diving skills are doing really well. No, no sorry. I love. I love Eberche as a. But yeah. No. Anyway. But, yeah. Um. But mm -hmm. the, the the counterpoint between Endrick at 17 years old helping Palmerish uh, stay in the game and uh, you know largely be maybe one of the favorites momentum wise right heading into the end of the Brazilian round season, uh, and the counterpoint of Luis Suarez. Oh yes. Helping Gremio uh, with their fifth win in a row, propelling them right back into uh, it. And I think, what, he's 36? So he's double the age, <laughs> double the age of Endrick um, and scoring goals left and right. Um, he also leads the Brasilia Rao and assists this season with 10. Um, I just love the dichotomy between that right um so yeah if you're not watching the brazilian row right now it is gremio it is botafogo it still has a chance palmeiras it's red bull bragantino yes. it's flamengo and it's atletico minero that are all well within their right to win this thing um and but who do you think is going to actually do it no but before i say that though before i say that you mentioned gremio there is a newly promoted yeah. team gremio 
That's what's so yeah, mad true. about this. Luis Suarez joins this newly promoted team of Grêmio, and they're literally in the title race of Brasileiro. This is the best yeah. league to watch in terms of entertainment, in my opinion. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. with Luis Castro? Top of the league, and they were going to win it. Without Luis Castro, all of a sudden, going to Al Nasser, they are in the mud. Segovia in 25 yeah. games, two assists, no goals. Where is Segovia? Uh, 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 he's not there. He's not there anymore. That's what I got to say. And going with what I say about uh, Suarez, Luis Suarez, I think, is going to win the award of Rey de America, which is the best footballer in South America. And he completely deserves it for what he's done. For Gremio, 48 games, 23 goals, and 16 assists. Now, go to Inter Miami, go be happy, yes. because you made Gremio fans see history. One of the best but, strikers I've ever seen in my life, and still in Brasileirão, he shows that. Bezema and Alitiad, he's not playing like Luis Suarez at Gremio. He's not playing. <laughs> it's true. But listen, but I mean, come on, how, how great of a sign-off would that be, though? Have Gremio win the Brasilia Row after being newly promoted, and then he he steps off into the sunset, wins the award of the best uh, in the Brasilia Row, and then he's off to Inter Miami to maybe turn around, uh, and obviously with Messi, um, with Busquets, with Jordi Alba, uh, become favorites to win MLS Cup in the 2024 season. Mm. I can't write a better script at this moment in time, but just happen, to throw but... out. <laughs> you don't think it's going to happen? No. Uh, you never know. But listen, I, I do have to bring up one thing because we've talked about Bayer Leverkusen quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And and one of the ones, one of their signings that just kind of never really panned out, and a lot of it was because of injuries, was a 23-year-old named Paulinho uh, mm -hmm. signed for Bayer Leverkusen. Yes, uh, it just know. never really, really worked out. Well, we'll, we'll you know, it would have been interesting to see him under Xabi Alonso. But young. Atletico Monero would be nowhere close to this title. Nowhere close to even this race if it wasn't for Paulinho. Um, he's got 17 goals. I believe he's the golden boot leader at this moment in time in the Brasilia Rao. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just really, really interesting to see him because kind of like Gabi goal before him. Um, some, some people go to Europe and it just doesn't pan out. They come back and they're, they're in a system that, that plays to their strengths. Pedro too. It is it is just great to see him. And as you mentioned, he is still young. He can make the jump again if he ever wants to. But why leave a place where you are incredibly highly valued? Um, and uh, hey, you're in you're in a, you're a legitimate contender for a title right no, now. No, and and you're um, mentioning so. rightfully so the Paulinho that did get called up for the Brazil national team. Fernando Diniz agrees with yeah, what you're saying. So it's it's a debut yeah. in the national team for Hendrik and for Paulinho, okay, that deserves for what he's doing at Atlético Mineiro, but Hulk Okay, I'm mentioning Suarez big time. True. Hulk has a big hand in what Atletico Mineiro does, and he's got 12 goals and 7 assists. And we're not even saying Hulk's Atletico taking... Mineiro to win it. So this is a no. really good team in the Brasileirão. Bragantino deserves a special credit. They have Pedro Caixinha, yeah. a, humble, a humble team, a humble coach, and a humble expectations. I think if Bragantino gets top three, it's elite, and it's a team that doesn't have the big pressure of Palmeiras fan base, Flamengo fan base, Botafogo fan right. base, Grêmio fan base. Brangantino is a new team that I believe will be consistently in the competition mm -hmm. to win Brazil around the next five years because that's what the okay. Red Bull group does. They're efficient. Yeah. But you asked me, of the, uh, I'm going to ask you yeah. so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer mm -hmm. it. Don't worry, Bretton. But who do you think will win the Brasileirão? Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Grêmio. 
I'm going to say it. What? I'm going to say it. I, I, I think Paul Marish has... Palmerish has the upper hand right now, but listen, momentum-wise, five wins in a row, you can't fight that near the end of the season. Um, and as long as Suarez is uh, is healthy and 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 hitting them in, um, I, I think Gremio can do it. Gremio, they're Flamingo well within their right to. And, and Flamengo, what do you think about Flamengo? Because Flamengo must be in the top four of the Brasileirão, okay? The, the, the roster that Flamengo has, no doubt it's the best in the Brasileirão, but I don't think they'll right. be winning it. But Arrascaeta, no. I wanted to give a special shout-out to Arrascaeta that for Flamengo has 223 games, 59 goals, and 78 assists. If you watch Brasileirão, you know that this mm -hmm. Uruguayan midfielder is a legend of Flamengo, and I would love to see him going to Europe one day in the future, okay? Maybe above the age of 30, but I would love to see Arrascaeta fancying his shot in Europe that he has won two Brasileirãos <laughs> and two Copa Libertadores. Arrascaeta. Yeah. But, uh, okay, and they drew. Flamengo drew with Fluminense 1-1. I watched that game. It was quite interesting to see. And Fluminense okay. with Nino, André, Copa Libertadores winner. We did mention Cano and uh, John Kennedy, but André and mm -hmm. Nino, vital players, and both called up for the Brazil national team too. Okay, yeah. I um, believe that who will, I believe Palmeiras will be winning Brasileirão, and it's going to be the last season of Abel Ferreira at Palmeiras. The manager that won two Copa Libertadores for Palmeiras will be ending in style with Hendrik leaving too, with Rafael Veiga, one of the biggest legends of Palmeiras with Abel. He's got eight goals, yep. seven assists in this campaign. And I think, yeah, mm -hmm. Palmeiras, they deserve it and they will get it. So many players. Abel Ferreira goes off into the sunset before he takes over for Roger Schmidt at Benfica. I th uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a Ruben Amorim going to the Premier League and takes over a Sporting. I you legit know. don't know, but I think Abel Ferreira will yeah. be coming to Europe, yes. The Brasileiro oh. is very tough, mate, because just like in the U.S., mm -hmm. I, I'm sure this is one of the struggles of the MLS, it's the traveling. It's so much traveling. And Brasileirão, there's a game on a weekend, and then there's a game on, a, on, a, on the Wednesday. Then there's the yeah. state championship, and then there's the normal championship. Then there's Libertadores. Yeah. The players are just playing nonstop. So they are. it's very tiring. And he mentioned it in his it, press it, conference. It, it, it it is and and any I mean some of the names of these teams the 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 teams that go down relegation wise Vasco da Gama yeah. uh, a little while back Gremio Cruzeiro. I mean these are They're these fighting. are names that if you yeah if you don't follow these names right I mean I know we all know Gremio because of who Ronaldinho right <laughs> um, and you go you. You just don't ever expect that to happen. Well, it's actually pretty commonplace in the Brazil Ural, um to see it. So it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, teams like Corinthians and Santos are not even a factor this season. In True. fact, they're much closer to the relegation zone than they are close to the the top. But no, the, and, uh, it's, Fluminense there's just one Libertadores, so and they're in eighth. <laughs> yeah, the manager crazy. of Fluminense is the manager of the national team. And they're not even in the title race. And we're saying that yeah. Palmeiras 62 points, Botafogo 59, Grêmio 59, Bragantino 58, Flamengo 57, and the Libertadores yep. winner, not even top seven. Unreal. Nope. Brasileiro. Popcorn time. But let us know your thoughts about Brasileiro. Who do you think will be finishing top? And yeah, because it's, it's bold predictions time, okay? So don't forget to like mm -hmm. this video too for more videos just like this. 
Hey, Bretton, is there any last mention we're going to do? And we can promise now for the listeners, episode 132, we will be mentioning big time the Under-17 World Cup because we'll have a lot more to talk about. There's Noah Darvish. Uh, There's Mark. Help me out, Mark. What's the surname? (laughs) Mark. Mark who? Gooey. Oh, my good. Oh, no, I've already forgotten it. We, we even did it together, <laughs> Alex. We're failing. Catalan. Let's uh, us know Catalan listeners, Gui. okay? What is Gui. the name? Gui. Gui. Mark Gui, the striker. Mark Gui. Amara Duf. Amara Duf, yes. That oh, my God. Single-handedly beat Argentina. Um, no, U-17 World Cup, you're talking about popcorn. That's popcorn. Why? Because <laughs> Argentina, Brazil, um, obviously always incredibly strong. It's but true. the African nations always have a play in it. Um, you know, Senegal, Mali. I mean, these are teams that actually could mm-hmm. win the thing um, as uh, others have in the past. And it's lovely and in, to yeah, see Indonesia, Indonesia. a draw. A debut. First ever goal in the Under-17 World Cup and the first goal of the Under-17 World Cup. We'll be talking all about the Under-17 World Cup in episode 132. Out every every Monday at 6 o'clock, people. Tick in, watch episode 131 and then 132 because it's going to be both, both. Thank you for listening until now and thank you for going bold another week with us with FC Wonder Kid. Take care, people.